1630 AM. I'm Ben White. And I'm Matthew Timmons. Our guests today are Simone Forti and Jason Underhill. Simone Forti is an American postmodern choreographer and musician who currently lives in Los Angeles. Since the 1960s, she's become known for a style of dancing and choreography that was largely based on everyday movements, such as games, children's playground activities, and improvisation. Over the course of her long career, she's worked with such luminaries as Anna Halpern, Merce Cunningham, Martha Graham, Robert Whitman, and Yoko Ono, among many others. I was interested in setting up situations where you get to see people move in ways that they aren't especially trying to be beautiful or, or, or in any particular style, but to give them some task that was um, demanding enough that all they could do is perform that task, and you got to watch their bodies and their, their, their characters and their, them in that situation. You got to watch them move. We'll also be talking to Jason Underhill, who has worked as Forty's assistant for the past several years. Jason is an artist in Los Angeles, and his work has been screened and exhibited internationally in the U.S. and around Europe. He received his MFA from Goldsmiths University of London in 2009 and his BFA from CalArts in 2005. He's also the writer, director, and producer with Rena Kosnet of Golden Retriever, a six-episode comedy web series. One thing that I hope comes through in Golden Retriever is that we made it, we originally wrote a pilot that we were hoping to pitch to television to kind of have it developed to be pitched in order to kind of move forward somehow. We really turned it into our own project. In a way, it's a bit of a Valentine's, our sense of humor and how we, and what we uh, want to laugh about. Towards the end of the show, we'll be talking to Jason about Golden Retriever. And we'll be sure to put a short clip of the show and a link to the website up on the Insert Blanc site. We recorded this episode in Simone Forti's house in West Los Angeles, so you'll be hearing some background noise, and we hope it's not too distracting. Hey, so you may have heard that we're running a Kickstarter campaign for Insert Blanc Press until August 2nd, 2015. If you're listening to the show right now, and you like the people, you're going to love everything that we do at Insert Blanc Press. Um, We've been around for 10 years. Uh, We're coming up on our 10-year anniversary, anyway, and this is really the first fundraising campaign we've ever done. Um, So go on over to Kickstarter. If you go to kickstarter.com and just search insert Blanc, or you can go to kickstarter.com backslash profile backslash insert Blanc press, and you'll see our campaign there. Um, Check it out. Watch the video. You know, we we have a lot of information about what we're doing, Um, and if you can donate anything, at any level it would really help us out and also if you can just share it around uh you know let the people know that you know you like what we're doing you listen to the people you we do a good job and uh we deserve uh the people's support (laughs) um and just uh you know we're raising money for a lot of things over there uh for general projects which includes this show the people um for our outside gallery um, of course, for new books and publications, and we're raising money to start a new magazine called New Amusements. Um, also to fund a new website that we're working on with uh, Put on the Glasses, uh, run by Janice Lee. Um, and we're really firing on all cylinders here, and we would love your support. So go to kickstarter.com, search for Insert Blanc, 
and uh, check us out. The People features the voices and ideas that make up the cultural landscape of Los Angeles, the West Coast, and beyond on k 1630 a.m. every third Sunday at 3 p.m. It's like a broken record, magically repaired. You can listen to the people on the live stream at kchungradio.org. That's kchungradio.org. Or you can find us on iTunes by searching for The People Radio and or wherever else you find your podcasts, including Stitcher and other platforms. We're hosted by Insert Blanc Press. To find out more, go to insertblancpress.net and click on The People at the top of the page. Simone Forti, Jason Underhill, welcome to The People. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Hi. Hi. So, Jason, <laughs> um, tell us about your your working relationship with Simone. Uh, you work as her assistant, and it's kind of it sounds like it's affected your work, and it's maybe changed Simone's work on some level, too. Yeah, it has. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been working as Simone's assistant for the past five years, um, since 2010, and uh, it's really affected my work as a writer and as a filmmaker, uh, kind of, I mean, what it seems maybe something that, um, they maybe wouldn't be related, but the relationship between Simone's, uh, work with movement and the body and, uh, and then her relationship to poetry and humor has really affected the way that I kind of approach, um, writing a screenplay, directing actors. Um, and it's, so it's been a really interesting journey over the past kind of five years working together. Um, I started as her, I started um, as an archivist and then kind of uh, have been, now Now I, I mean, I, I help produce a lot of her shows uh, as, you know, with other, with curators and directors of um, museums and also at the box where Simone shows and where I work. And, uh, and also do a lot of her camera work now, uh, working yeah. And that's the Box uh, Gallery in Los Angeles, California, right? Yes, correct. The Box in L.A. Run by? Run by Mara McCarthy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and you also started out as kind of my assistant. I remember you were coming by once a week and then mm-hmm. helping me deal with invitations and um, keep track of things. and Writing bios, helping. We worked on a lot of... Bios together, yeah. Uh, yeah, It started and FileMaker things, doing a lot of administration, and then, and then after, yeah, after a few, I just helped. It's kind of grew over the past few years. Yeah, and Uh, then you started working for the gallery directly too. Yeah, that happened after I was working for you for about six months. I started working part time at the box, and um, both of those roles have kind of grown a lot in the past few years, and. um, that's the neighbors. That's the neighbors. We just have to put up with it. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's the plumbing. Yeah. It's life. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also, um, I, if I come up with some idea, I'd like to do something. I've been thinking I'd like to do something at the beach with newspapers and right. I get them into the water. And, and uh, Jason is going, okay, we'll do it next week. <laughs> and uh, I can get the camera from now, uh, from Nautaka. And, um, and it, all of a sudden it's, oh, my God, we're doing it. And, and Jason's been so encouraging and supporting, uh, supportive when um, I've got some idea and uh, 
at one time I might have thought, well, yeah, it's a good idea. I don't know how I'm going to do it. And um, with Jason, okay, let's do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel very comfortable to kind of be to push it in a way that we, it could just get done. I feel like it's a, like whenever you like when you wanted to shoot, um, on the beach, we I kind of we you know you said it, and then I think a few days later. I had a schedule organized for how yeah. we were going to do it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, had an assistant and had every had a camera assistant and had, you know, a schedule and we just kind of did it. So, I mean, that's sort of my own personality too is like I uh, – that's how I operate in my own practices if somebody, if somebody kind of tells me a joke or they have a, they have a I don't know, some something situational that I think is really funny. I'll just kind of really uh, – push it to the point where I'm like this is happening and uh, it's been great to do with Simone and her uh, and to sort of engage in her practice in that in that way and to, to really um, I don't know be able to be able to make these projects that uh, and to make these films I feel like we've done quite a few videos yeah uh, or I've, I've shot quite a few of your, your videos yeah. that have been um, I don't know. I think they're very special and very uh, they're exciting to be a part of. Um, and yeah. Simone, you're you're particularly prolific over you know you you've made a lot of work. So I feel like blaming it on Jason that you think of a piece and then it's done the next <laughs> week isn't quite fair. But <laughs> but it's I, true. I, that's true. But I, um, a lot of the uh, like older kind of pieces you. I feel like there's a certain sometimes interaction with the camera when the ones that are, that are on film that are that you can find. But has it has it changed? Like, uh, does it? I mean, obviously, the nature of like observing the piece through a, through a lens like changes it. But can you talk about like dancing to like or doing a movement to translate to film versus you know in front of an audience? Or how that's worked working with Jason in that sense? Yeah, so there's a difference between um, a documentation of a performance or a a piece that you know is going to be seen um, on a screen or or video projected, uh, but that's uh, that's a video piece or a film piece, a dance film. Uh, I haven't done a lot of dance films, uh, but some, and um, it it is different. Um, I'm thinking of one that I did with Anne Tardos, who is a poet and also a, a videographer, and um, this was back in, uh, Jason will remember. 77. In 77. Yeah. And um, so I, I took movement vocabulary from a dance piece but I did um, one movement in one situation and then another movement um, like one movement we did in the studio with me standing up on a box Uh, another movement we did uh, up on the roof garden Uh, and we we kind of took the dance apart and, and put the different parts in different locations and it, it was different and, and I knew that uh, it was going to get edited and um, it's called Statues and um, I haven't done very many of those but 
doing a little bit more of it now. Yeah, and you you know, there's a, I'd say a major difference between performing documentation of a performance versus making the film, say the dance film or the, the movement film, uh, would be that your audience, you have a singular audience, and that's the kind of lens of a camera, and uh, in, a, in a film, and so there's this. In when you're performing with an audience, there's a definite sense of there's a relationship, a physical relationship with an entity called the audience. Yeah. And then with the with the film, you know that it's a every person is engaging it through the single eye of the camera, and so. Uh, one thing that I've always loved about filming you is that you're really aware of the camera and how it works within the movement that you're doing. And so I feel as doing your camera work uh, that I'm always invited into that space for the sake of everyone who's gonna be watching it. Um, yeah, and the way uh, you film, you, you tend to do one long shot. Yeah. And, and you move in and out and around the action because mm -hmm. the action is seldom frontal. It's something you can walk around. Yeah. And you move in and out and around it the way someone's interest might anyway. And yet it doesn't bring the attention especially to the camera. It just mm -hmm. um, satisfies the viewer's interest in how to look and keeping interested. Yeah, it's. It, I kind of always try to, when I film your, when I film you performing, I always try to kind of understand it as a way of where is the, at least my, my, pers my understanding of it is how, what is the move, the story of the movement that's happening now? And it's really intuitive as well. I mean, I think that like, uh, there's a lot of uh, just as you imp improvise your movements that go with that kind of move into each other the camera is doing the same thing and so there is a uh, there's a dynamic at play between yeah. how to film it versus what I'm seeing yeah and uh, that's a really uh, that's a great that that's been a great like sort of gift to have as a filmmaker to sort of be aware that you are not just say like if I'm directing something I'm not just like the one trying to point and say do that you know I'm also like I'm aware of my own participation with and with something like a camera or something you know like what is what is yeah. on screen versus what you're doing you know and the result is that instead of having instead of the viewer finally who is viewing the film instead of there being outside looking at something that's separate from them they're brought into their perception and their involvement and they can, mm. I, I won't say get lost in it, but in a way get lost in it, be, to be there. In a way there's like an empathetic engagement to it because I feel like as I film it, the best, the best camera work that I've, I feel like I've done for you, I get lost in the movement as well and I'm sort of, yeah. I'm, if not like intuitively, I mean that's the best word for it, maybe like finding finding the movement within a frame and uh so i feel like i'm i am getting lost in that in the, in the image as well yeah and in the frame and sort of in the yeah. movement of the camera and i'm not aware i'm not there's no strategy behind it which is something that's yeah. so great uh, when yeah. i'm doing the camera work i just kind of like let it move in let it move out yeah 
pull back and uh, in, inevitably I think you find the best shot that way. And at the same time you, you do keep an idea of, of the piece, of the audience who's eventually going to see it. You, yeah. you get lost but you also keep an outside eye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one piece, I mean, we keep, we've talk, we were talking about this, and maybe I could give some context about the, one of the first pieces I shot of Simone's was this piece called Zuma News, which was shown at the Santa Monica Museum of Art here in Los Angeles last year. As part of um, Triptych, um, uh, I was one of three. There was me and Fred Dewey and Jeremiah Day, and, and we mm -hmm. each had a, a video uh, and also some things on the wall. Yeah. And my contribution was this piece, Zuma News, or this, this, uh, yeah, this video. And yeah, and how it kind of came about was that, like Simone mentioned earlier, like I, she wanted to do this piece with newspapers on the beach, uh, and we just scheduled it very quick, and you know, in the, maybe in the next few weeks, and then. Um, she brought some newspaper. She brought a box of newspapers that she'd been collecting. To that that I think you collected for me. I collect. I did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I collect. So yeah, we brought them to Zuma Zuma Beach, um, and turned on the video camera, walked out to the beach, um, and then ten minutes later, we were done eating a burrito at La Salsa on PCH and this video kind of came out of it uh, I mean and that's like that's really pushing ahead but you know there was this uh, instantly there was just kind of like there was no you know it was just like let's Simone walked down on the beach the camera's on and she just started performing and it was recording and like instantly we were engaged in this sort of um, in, in this performance um, that it was really essentially just the two of us and everybody on the beach that was walking around. Um, and then that was, then when it was done, kind of Simone gave a nod and we were finished. And Yeah. Yeah. And um, that Zuma News is, is part of this uh, installation with uh, Fred and Jeremiah called mm. Nonfictions and... Uh, it's my involvement with the newspapers. I've worked a lot with newspapers and done performances I call news animations where um, I, I kind of say I'm not a stand-up comedian, I'm a roll-around comedian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and, and um, I, I get into some black humor. I used to more. Now I seem to be more upset and don't go so much for the humor. But I've worked a lot with newspapers, and um, so uh, it, it works in this triptych um, f from three different artists, um, somehow how they approach questions about think what's going on in the world and, and historical views and, and uh, history. And, You're listening to The People on K-Chung, 1630 AM. We'll return to our conversation with Simone Forti and Jason Underhill in a few minutes. But first, a new installment of Notes from the People. 
This episode, our notes from the people, comes from me, uh, Matthew Timmons. Um, and uh, instead of telling you more about our Kickstarter campaign we currently have up right now until August 2nd, uh, 2015, uh, to be exact, um, and you should definitely check it out. Um, but instead of telling you more, I just want to give you some encouraging words, keep you all pumped through the Kickstarter or through whatever else you have going on in your life. Um, and this uh, piece, Encouraging Words, is I performed uh, recently at Pop Hop Books and Print here in uh, Highland Park, Los Angeles for the Sumar Reading Series curated by Diana Arterian. Here we go. Shall we begin? Hello and welcome. I'm Matthew Timmons and this is easy. This is a great place to start. This isn't going to hurt you, just going to help you out. Let's get to it. I'm ready. I hope you are too. Okay, we're getting started. There we go. Nice. I want you to breathe. We're going to focus on our breathing. Don't make this harder than it is. Nice and light. Very good. Getting warmed up. I hope you're ready. Breathe. All right. Nice and light. Nice and light. Good job. Breathe. Okay, we're getting started. We're going to do this. That's all it is. Reach. I want you to keep even. Breathe nice and consistent. I just want you for the next 20 minutes. I'm going to try my best. There we go. Good job. I like it. Now, like I said, for 20 minutes, I'm going to try the whole time without stopping. But if you, for any reason, if you have to stop, that's okay. You be the monitor of when you need to stop. If you can keep going, I want you to push yourself. But I don't want you to push yourself to the point where you get hurt. Okay? All right. Reach high. Great one. Reach high. Reach. Reach. Very good. Big reach. Okay, now, nice and light. Nice and light. We're going to use good form. This is a great place to start. If these are too easy for you, then this is a great way to get to the point where you feel comfortable. Okay, good. Nice. Light. Keep burning, guys. There it is. Very good. Keep breathing. That's all I ask for you. We don't want to have to do anything crazy. Good job. Keep breathing, guys. Very important. Good, good, good. Remember why you're here. Remember what your goals are and focus on them. Use it. Good, 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 good. Come on. Okay. There it is. Good, good, good. I want you to bend. There we go. Now you feel. Good job. Staying nice and light. It's working great for people. They're getting great results. Good job, guys. Okay, come on now. Okay, facing me. I just want you to feel it. I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. I want you to stop just when it gets too tight. There it is. Getting involved. Good, good, good. You guys are doing great out there. I want you to keep up the hard work. Proud of you guys for just making the move. You got great intentions. I want you to keep this fire that you have and keep it moving until you accomplish your goal. This is just the beginning. Good work, guys. Don't have, doesn't have to look pretty. It works well, I promise you. That's all there is to it. Good job. Nice and light. Nice and light. Breathe. Good, 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 good. I want you high. Keep it high. I don't want you to swing. Only bend. Feeling this one. You guys are doing great out there. Keep it up. Okay. We're going nice and light. Nice and light. Little, little, light, light. Not heavy. All right. Good job, guys. Keep up the hard work. Okay. Doing great, guys. Doing great. Come on. Reaching the halfway point. Can you believe it? All right. Come on in. Great. Okay, guys, we're halfway. Very good. So proud of you guys. You're halfway done already. You're going to feel so much better about yourselves when this is done and out of the way. And I want you to come back and see me again. Repeat this until you get good at it. And then when it's not challenging anymore for you, we have more that will work out for you. Once you feel comfortable with this one and you feel like you're ready to move on, okay, breathe. You guys are doing great. Just keep breathing. Go to your happy place. Figure out what makes you happy. And I want you to go there. Don't be here right now. Breathe. And we're going to the high, high. Great one. And even if you're only this high or this high right now, that's okay. I just want you to keep fighting and every time you're going to get better. I promise you. This is a hard one even for me. Okay. There it is. Nice and light. Good job, guys. Okay. Everybody's got to start somewhere. Keep going. There it is. Nice and light. Nice and light. Nice and light. Let's go. Get in total today. Not one part is going to escape this. We're getting everything. Come on. Stand up. Stand up. There it is. Good job. Should be burning by now. Everybody who's doing this are burning. You're not alone. Thousands of people doing this just like you are. And you know what? They're all burning. But if this was easy, everybody would be doing it. 
but they're not. They're not. Come on, let's go. Okay, nice. There it is. Breathe. Good, 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 good. Nice, light, little. Stick with me here. Stick with me. I'll take you to the end. I know you can do it. I have faith in you. Have faith in yourself. Come on, let's go. Breathe. Okay, we're going to stand up. Stand up as you do this. And if you can't, and you can only come this far, that's okay. But every time, try to get a little further. Don't stop now. All right, nice and light. Okay, make sure you're kind of sitting down. Don't stand up straight. Sitting down. Little sit. Good job, guys. Keep it up. Keep going. Go, go, go. You guys are doing great. I expect to see you guys back here more often. Let's go. You guys come this far. You can come the rest. Don't stop now. Keep with me here. If you guys need extra motivation, feel free to call your friends over. Breathe. And that's it. That's it right there. More of this. Keep up. Keep it up. Don't worry about how you look. It's the effect. Keep it high the whole time. We're not cheaters. Good job, guys. We're nearing the end. Fight all the way to the end. I want you to fight. Don't stop now. Come on. Nice and light. Come on, guys. You're doing great. Okay, stand up. Everybody, come on. Give me everything you got. Stand up for me. I want you fighting. I want you giving me everything you got. Don't hold back. Think about why you're here. What motivates you? Are you trying to? You want, you want to get better? You want to be able to see? Get out and do the things you want to do? Why are you here? Let's go. Five, four, three, two, one. From the bottom of my heart, I just want to thank you guys for today. You guys did a great job. Make sure you come back. Do this often. And every time you do, you get a little better until you're ready to move on to the next level. Again, I'm Matthew Timmons. Thank you so much for today. Now let's return to our conversation with Simone Forti and Jason Underhill. We uh, recently uh, did a performance um, to record it, to, to uh, do a video of a performance that dates back from 1961, uh, from an evening uh, that I did in the loft studio of Yoko Ono. Um, and Yoko was very generous letting people use her studio in... Uh, downtown uh, Manhattan uh, and um, this was an evening it was my first full evening uh, of my work and I did pieces that I called dance constructions and I was interested in setting up situations where you get to see people move in ways that they aren't especially trying to be beautiful or, or, or in any particular style, but to give them some task that was um, demanding enough that all they could do is perform that task and you got to watch their bodies and their, their, their characters and their, them in that situation, you got to watch them move. Uh, and one of the pieces called From Instructions uh, goes like this. There's um, a rope that uh, is uh, fixed to the wall at, I guess, at about waist level to someone tall or chest level to someone short. And it's a duet. And one performer is told to lie flat on the floor uh, during the whole piece, and the other performer is told that is given the instruction that they are to tie that first person to the wall. Uh, and I think it's implied that they're going to stand them up and tie them to the wall. And um, uh, so we did this back in 1961, and, and of course it was a, 
a real scrappy struggle, and uh, <laughs> and you get to watch it. And um, so we did it again um, in case somebody wants to teach any of these dance constructions. We're we're making videos of me teaching each one, so that there's this uh, record of how to teach them. And um, so I. Um, invited Jason to be one of the performers, and Jason invited Nacho. Uh, Nacho's last name is... Ignacio Genzon. Yeah. So um, I'll let Jason take it from here. Uh, so, yeah, Simone asked me to perform this piece uh, that I was really familiar with, having um, worked with her for so long. And, uh, yeah, and I've also known uh, Ignacio since I was 17 years old. Like I, he was a, you know, he was my roommate at art camp, right. uh, at CESA. And we've lived together maybe three times since in the past 15 years. And so I know him, I know him really well. Like, you know, he's, he's one of my oldest friends. And, uh, so I knew that, um, yeah, when Simone asked me to perform this piece, uh, I knew I wanted him to be, the, I wanted to be the one that, uh, well, I didn't actually know at the beginning that I was gonna be the one laying on the floor, but to me, it just always made sense that I would be the guy on the floor, <laughs> and Nacho would be the one tying me up, Ignacio would be the one tying me up, or trying to, and um, so we, uh, and he was, he was down, I mean, he was, he was game for it. Um, and so was it started, uh, I mean, it became, we, him and I have a, like, a, there's a lot of trust in that friendship. We've just known each other for so long. So that um, engaging in what became such a physically demanding and uh, at times it could be a vulnerable state to be in was. You two really went for it. We went for it. Like it was instant. Yeah. I laid down on the ground and then he just kind of took he 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 stared at me and he just took stock for a second and you could you could see he was just like ready to i don't know i was that's when i got a little that was the only time i think during the performance i got a little bit nervous is when i glanced over and i saw him looking at me and i was like he's thinking he's like i don't want him thinking uh, and then he and so he walked over to me and uh just you know tie, started trying to tie me up to the wall and the, we engaged in this 10 minute long struggle um, where I was just trying to lay on the floor. He was trying to tie me up to the wall. Um, and it was so, I mean, he picked me up uh, by my legs and just kind of like slammed me on the ground a few times, like trying to, trying to, you know, I would, I would constantly try to soften, crawl over to the side of the wall. Soften you up a bit. Soften, yeah, he was like tenderizing a, a, flank, a piece of a, piece, a skirt steak. That was my torso. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was, it was amazing. And like, it was amazing to watch at the time. I mean, I loved doing it, but I didn't know what it looked like. I just was like, stay on the ground. Uh, and so he, uh, we just engaged in the struggle. I mean, and I, I loved it because I've known him for so long in a way that I knew that I knew what his tactics were going to be before he even did. Yeah. Uh, and so you know, he knew I was going to use my legs because that's kind of the only muscles I have in my body to be able to like try to hold him off. And that's the only thing that could keep him away from me. But um, it ended up being this, I mean, it was an interesting, 
we were just talking about when uh, when I'm filming your work, there's this engagement with um, uh, getting lost, but also mm-hmm. being aware mm-hmm. of there's this, you know, almost mm-hmm. like uh, that mm-hmm. the, the third eye or the objective eye kind of mm-hmm. watching it. You know that mm-hmm. there's an audience going to be watching this, but yeah. you also know that there's... Yeah. I'm filming it and in a way I have to be invested and involved in a certain way. And, um, I was, you know, I mean, there was so much of that going on with this. I was so aware of, um, my goal to stay on the ground, but also Uh I was so invested and lost in this task that I had to do. Yeah. That, um, and you weren't thinking about how you looked. No, no, not at all. Never. No. I, yeah, I think. Yay! <laughs> For once in my life, it's also it's also very funny. Like I and yeah. I've never yeah. Simone, I've never thought of any of your pieces as necessarily comical, uh-huh. you know. But just in having Jason, you describe it, uh, yeah. like describe it. It's like it's got a slapstick element to it that yeah. I just would it does never... have a slapstick element and. And and I'll just jump to another piece that also came from that same concert because there were very um, uh, pieces that had very different um, moods and qualities to them. And one of them is called Platforms. And two people each get under one uh, wooden box that the two boxes are have to be kind of different from each other, they're, they're, but they're both rectangular boxes. And they each get under a box, and, um, and on each out-breath, they whistle a tone. And uh, the box has a little, just a little lift at one end, which lets the sound come out more easily. Uh, and, and they take their time breathing in, and then on the out breath, they whistle a tone. They don't especially know what tone is going to come next. And sometimes there are silences. Sometimes the tones overlap, and sometimes it almost sounds like a back and forth. And I and I think of it as a as a, a romantic duet. Uh, and uh, uh, so that's of a very different different quality it, it's still two people relating yeah uh, but uh, in a different circumstance they almost com- they really complement each other the physicality of those two pieces yes. from instructions and platforms yes I've always loved the way that you described platforms as almost um, the sounds of two people sleeping next to each other yes yeah and I always I mean um, and on a way from instructions is almost two people like it almost felt like one person at war with themselves uh-huh you know like uh-huh. there's it cuz i mean we do merge into one one unit with mm-hmm. uh and the the really clear tasks create this complete contradiction where you just have to engage with the movement of each other's and the struggle yeah and uh, you're making something together and we're making something together mm-hmm. that will uh actually never be completed i mean in the in the mm-hmm. sense of the, how the tasks or yeah. led out to set yeah. out to operate. I mean, in a way, from instructions was never about completing the task to me. N- no, uh, you and could complete it. You could, yeah. and, uh, and 
And uh, as it worked out, uh, Nacho never tied you to the wall, but you never got to stay flat on the floor either. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, and so we ended it at 10 minutes. I, I'd, I'd yeah. set a timer, and that, that's how it ended, because it would have gone on and on. Until we collapsed from <laughs> exhaustion. <laughs> and what's the future of these videos? Are they going to be stashed away for there seems to be a lot of interest in these uh, early pieces and um, so uh, I've been doing a lot of traveling to teach the pieces in different places where they're being performed and also starting to develop a few people who would know how to teach them so I don't have to go and um, and part of getting that accomplished is making these videos that that uh, will help will help to uh, keep those pieces alive yeah, and nacho and i um i mean in the video you see the performance but also in the video we do a lot of um we prep for the piece as well we do some stretches the night before nacho and i went swimming together um which was kind of part of what simone you know we simone and i were talking about things that nacho and i could do together in order to kind of get on the same page and then physically. I led you through some warm-ups that... Yeah, we did some Tai Chi together. We did some Tai Chi together to, to warm up and um, Tai Chi warm-ups. Yeah. Uh, Qigong. And, um, At the end, uh, we were physically exhausted. Nacho never tied me to the wall, but yeah, like Simone said, I never laid flat on the ground either. Um, but in between that was so much struggle. I mean, Nacho tied my hog tied me almost to the with my shoes to the to like with the ropes and uh as i started to crawl away he pulled his and all he threw all of his weight into getting me to the wall and he broke through he broke the drywall of the of the space um and i mean just with you there's this kind of perfect back imprint almost of of his of his body in the in the space still um and I was only able to get out by kicking out my shoes. But then, so we were exhausted by the end of this whole thing. And uh, but my favorite thing was that we we did this warm down exercise, um, mm -hmm. or you suggested a warm down, and I just fell on the ground basically and sort of heaving. And then I looked over at Nacho and he was meditating. Uh huh. And I was like, it was such an amazing like I was like oh I could do you know I was kind of like. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know, there's just something great about that interpretation of what a warm-down could be that <laughs> I really enjoyed. Simone, could you tell us, because you and Jason were, when we came, were at your house, uh, and you suggested instead of us just coming here and setting up and recording that we uh, go down to the Santa Monica Pier uh, and take a walk on the beach, which was amazing, and we had lunch, and and that was for this radio show, that was kind of a warm, that was a warm up, right, yeah. to get us used to. So what's the, and you obviously suggest or prescribe that to performance in, in the other pieces. Could you talk about the importance of the warm up and the cool down? Well, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't always uh, suggest taking a walk before uh, um panel discussion or an interview, but I think it would be a good idea. It, it, we get to know each other in a different way, um, uh, and ideas come up. 
Um, and I thought that by the time we sat down with the microphones, we'd we'd have kind of found our way to what might interest us in talking about. And, um, I do a lot of interviews where it's sort of, and then what happened, and then what happened, and yeah, and this way we're we're more warmed up and we'll wander around better. You're listening to The People on K-Chung, 1630 AM. You can find us on iTunes by searching for The People Radio. Please take the time to subscribe, rate, and review the show. And now let's return to our conversation with Simone Forti and Jason Underhill. Jason, you've been working for months and months now with Rina Kosnett on this project, Golden Retriever. Um, Let's hear about it. Yeah, uh, Golden Retriever uh, started um, about, we started writing it about three years ago as a TV pilot for a comedy series. Um, Rena had been working for about a year at a vet a veterinary hospital in Beverly Hills, and every every ten, like every week she'd come over and we'd kind of go through what had happened at the hospital, uh, you know what celebrities had been in, kind of what what these animals were doing, and it was just uh, kind of an amazing, uh, really incredibly rich sort of environment of complete chaos uh, involving. And so many kind of different, beautiful kind of, um, I mean, I found a lot of beautiful kind of metaphors for um, the way that kind of, like, despite a, maybe a difference in, uh, a class difference, there's like these people that are relating to each other based on the love of animals, which in a way is kind of absurd and a little, uh, you know, it's always very abstract. It's this kind of like, you have this pet and you love it like it's your family member, but at the same time, it's like, it's 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 a pet it's an animal that you're the master of and so and then it being in in Beverly Hills and us being artists that don't live in Beverly Hills there was this interesting sort of uh uh disparity between between class and so there are there are all these things that kind of played into what made it a really um fertile ground for storytelling and for comedy which is what um I I've been doing a lot of comedy writing and um, writing screenplays for the past, since I moved back to LA about five years ago. And uh, and that's been kind of an interest, that's been where I've been going. And so Rena and I uh, wrote this pilot and then kind of weren't finished with it after we had about 35 page, half hour pilot done. And um, we decided that it would make a great web series. And so we just wrote, um, six episodes of this six like 10 to 15 minute episodes and then last august we filmed it uh in in culver city uh, and got a cast and crew and uh everything together and um yeah three years after we wrote the pilot we filmed the web series and um now we're we're at the tail end of editing it and uh it should we're going to release it uh, independently on a, on its own website in the next few months, and uh, but it really came it really came from a place. I mean, my favorite thing to do um, is, I mean, I I lo- like 
I have this kind of core group of actors that I always end up that I work with, and it, it grows and it expands and kind of moves around and shifts a lot. But then, uh, you know, at the at it's there's a lot of um, casting always ends up being about talking to the actors about what they're doing or who they are and getting a lot of biographical info about <laughs> them, and I always end up, inevitably I end up writing. We end up. I mean, this is my own work. Golden Retriever function a little bit differently, but I end up kind of writing uh, accordingly, like based on what I think the actors might want to play, or you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of interaction and a lot of what I feel is like a collaborative space for writing that happens in between the casting and filming process. And so um, you've made a like a, a lot of other projects with the same actors and. What's yes. A, what yeah. is what is your other what what kind of things what kind of flavor is the other type of work you've been doing? It's a lot of it's a lot of kind of absurd uh, humor. I worked a lot with an actress named Roxy Fuller, who uh, I've known. We've we went to high school together. I've known her forever, and uh, we uh, we've been filming work. We've been making videos together for ten years. Um, and she's always the first, whenever I cast her, I make a f- new project. Um, we've done five films together now, but I always think of what role she would want to play. And I always talk to her about what she might want to do. And so there's this, um, but I made, uh, let's see, I made, the first thing I ever made with Roxy was a video called Jesse Lives, and it was in 2006. And it was, we shot it in the town we grew up in, in Simi Valley, every Sunday for a year and a half. Uh, and then um, at, when I went to grad school, when I moved to when I moved to London, it kind of found an audience, and it was screened. Kind of, um, it went on a tour in this in the show called New Contemporaries, and it um, went around the country there and kind of had it had a life in England rather than in the states. So huh. it always felt like. Uh, you know, we were always making, I don't know, for two, for a year and a half, we made this really weird, I mean, it was basically Roxy, me with a DV cam and camera filming Roxy ad-libbing or me coaching her lines, and she was in this really sad-looking black wig, and that was about it. Um, <laughs> I just want to mention one thing. Um, yeah. That uh, I'm often at this table with uh, you, Jason, and, and with Rena. Yeah. And the humor that goes between the two of you <laughs> Is um, is really sparkling, and and uh, and so much laughter, and uh, so th- that's an important part, I think, of your relationship uh, with Rena. With Re- with and and yeah. I imagine I I haven't seen Golden Retriever, but I imagine that there's some of that in there. There's we worked really hard to kind of get that the essence of my our relationship i mean we co-wrote it together literally at a couch together we wrote every word of it <laughs> together i mean it was so it was the uh if you could define like a collaborative rigor it was it was that we worked really really hard on it but rena it, it i think it does embody our my relationship with rena we um nobody makes me laugh harder than rena Cosnet. and i think i feel like it w- it would be remiss if we didn't like mention that there's a lot of wigs. There's a lot of wigs. You have a problem with wigs. I have you? a wig. I have a wig addiction. Yeah. I have a wall of wigs at home. There's about 15 of them, uh, and they're great for when guests come over. We <laughs> we, we put on a wig and like. I mean, talk about the best way to conversation pieces. Conversation. <laughs> you put those wigs on. You put those wigs on dogs. And then... 
Now you're talking. So you've seen my Instagram account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's mostly dogs and wigs. It's most, it is. It's mostly yeah. dogs and wigs. Um, so yeah, there's a uh, there's a definite relationship to my obsession with wigs. I mean, it's the best way to come up with a character. I think, yeah. As you put, yeah. you you bring anybody over and put them in a weird wig, and they're just gonna start talking in an accent and uh, going, you know, and and say something they wouldn't say normally. And I just make sure to write that down. And hopefully then someday I'll film it. I wanted to tell about when um, I first came over here and I first met you. Okay. Like I first came over here to get interviewed and you opened the door and you were like, we've met before. Do you remember this? No. Okay, I'll tell the story. Okay, good. It's just from when Matt asked how we met or like how the beginning of our working relationship started. Uh, when I came over to your house where we're at right now to be interviewed for the job of your assistant um with you and mara you opened up the uh you opened up the front door and i was like hey i'm jason and you're like yeah i know we've met before and i was like actually we have 10 years ago i did a i did a day-long workshop with you (laughs) and you were like yeah Ah. (laughs) and it was great i was instantly like at ease and then me and you and mara came and sat down for like an hour and talked about um and hired kind of you. Doing. And hired me. I know. It was a great, yeah. 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 So Good. that was, yeah, anyways, that was just maybe, something I remembered. Maybe was, since we're on the microphones and talking about Mara McCarthy, yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe you guys could just talk about your relationship with the box a little bit and what the box is. We should give her a... Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that'd be nice. Um, at some point, Fred Dewey told Mara that she should be working with me and told me that I should be working with Mara. Hmm. So uh, I don't know who approached who, but um, at first, Mara, I just did some things in the gallery. And then at one point, I asked Mara if I could be in the gallery, if she would take me on. And she said, yes, I'd love to. And and um, and so ever since then, I'm. And it's kind of like a family with Mara and and Karen and Paul. And I remember I'm very shy at openings. And um, uh, I remember that I started to feel that, oh, I could go stand with them. I could could go stand when I'd see Karen or Paul or Mara. I'd go stand with them. And... um, it's just been not only a sense of belonging somewhere like an emotion in an emotional sense but so supportive to my work to my past work that's that's um having a new life and uh also to new ideas that that i want to explore it it's it's really been very empowering jason underhill and simone forti Thank you for being on The People. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. Okay, thanks. You've been listening to The People on K-Chung, 1630 AM. Our theme music, as always, is Ock Fifth by Lewis Keller. You can find us on iTunes by searching for The People Radio, and we highly encourage you to take the time to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Hey, so before we go, I just want to remind you that we're running a Kickstarter campaign until August 2nd, uh, 2015. That's a Sunday. And um, it's the first fundraiser we've ever done in the nearly 10 years of Insert Blanc Press. And if you're listening to the people, 
right now, then I can almost guarantee that you'd like you'd like what we get up to at Insert Blanc. Um, and so I'd really like it if you would go to uh, Kickstarter.com uh, and if you just search Insert Blanc, you'll find our campaign. Or you can go to Kickstarter.com backslash profile backslash Insert Blanc Press and you'll find us. Um, and just uh, if you can contribute or donate, whatever you can, we've got some great rewards up there at every level. And uh, otherwise, if you just can share our campaign or share something about Insert Blanc and that we're running a fundraiser, fundraiser campaign for the first time in 10 years, share it on uh, social media or share it with your friends or uh, share it over coffee or tea. Um, just let the people know that uh, what we're doing, you know, is pretty great. And we're raising money for a lot of different things. Um, for our general projects division, which uh, actually the people is part of our general projects. Um, this show, The People, and uh, Outside Gallery, the outdoor exhibition space that we run here in Lincoln Heights, um, and of course to fund new book projects, uh, and um, also to start a new magazine called New Amusements, and and to, uh, in the process, uh, design a whole new website for Insert Blanc. So go on over to kickstarter.com and look up Insert Blanc, check out our campaign, watch the video, see what you think. Um, I think you'll agree we're up to some pretty good things. We're going to go out with a song from the Los Angeles band Learning Music. You can find more of them at learningmusicmonthly.com. And the name of the track we're going to hear is Milk and Cookie. Splash of trash your mind besets on you in your own. 